We all love movies. Hollywood never fails to make a sequel. There are many sequels that are very popular. The Avengers, where maybe we're religiously following every sequel, watched every sequel. Batman, Spider-Man. You know, I hear there's a Christmas release of, release of Spider-Man coming. No way home. Everybody eagerly waiting to go and watch it. What about the Fast and Furious? The James Bond movies. There's one released um, this year. It says, No Time to Die. And the James Bond movies is all about the main character, the one who plays uh, the Bond. And Daniel Craig, who's, the, who's, the, who's now the James Bond, this will be his last movie before they switch to somebody else. And God willing, tonight in our residence, we will be watching this James Bond movie. No time to die. So, why do they make sequels? Well, you can say it's, it's a known brand, you know, something that gets popular, you do a sequel, you know people are going to come. People are going to pay and, and come and watch. People in Hollywood give different reasons or this time it's going to be different. There are new characters. Maybe it's going to get darker in this new sequel. And the list can go on. But we all know that sequels have proved to be profitable. So on this solemnity, we celebrate a story that has been told year after year for 2,000 years. It's about a person, Jesus Christ. The story is a little complex and therefore, year after year, we've got to talk about it. It's about a king. When we think about a king, we, we think about royalty. You know, we think about crowns, jewels. And Jesus is called a king, but Jesus had none of this. All he had was a crown of thorns. The other thing that we look at when we say somebody is a king is the palace, the place where the king lives. Jesus says many times in the scripture, I do not have a place to rest. Finally, when you say somebody is a king, you think about the throne. The only throne that Jesus has is the cross. So why is it that we proclaim today and forever Christ is the king? Why do we use this terminology? 
Pilate in today's gospel tells Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus says, you say I am a king. And then he goes on in the gospel to speak um, a little bit about what his kingdom looks like. So he says, everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Everyone testifies, everyone who testifies to the truth is part of my kingdom. So everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Everyone who testifies to the truth is part of my kingdom. So when we proclaim today Christ as the King, we are saying a few things. We say that we recognize and believe in the truth that he is proclaimed to all who listen. We believe that this truth is about everything else. We believe that this truth gives us life. It motivates us. It feeds our souls. It gives us purpose and meaning every single day. So what is the truth? Well, to today's generation, if you ask them what is the truth, they would say, well, I have a truth. You have a truth. That person has a truth. There is no the truth. But there is a truth. It's in St. John's Gospel. In the beginning, it says, God so loved the world that he sent his only son into this world to die for us so that we can have a relationship with God. God desires a relationship with each and every one of us. Jesus is the messenger of this truth and he's also the message. And on this solemn, uh, solemnity, we are called to reflect on this truth. We're called to testify to this truth. Not only did Jesus testify to the truth, but we as disciples are also called to do the same. And there are different ways for us to look at this, like how can I testify to this truth? One of the ways to do that is to begin to believe and live in our lives, or live our lives in conformity to revealed truth. The words that we hear here in the scriptures trying to live our lives in conformity to this revealed truth, not the truth that the world presents to us. Another way to understand this would be to prioritize the Word of God. There are many priorities in our lives, but is this my priority? 
We have problems in this world, in our own lives. But there is a theological answer to this problem, whatever that may be. Theology, theo means God, logi means logic. So there's a God logic to all our problems, to all the difficulties. Think about the story of the rich young man who said, I have followed all the commandments, everything. What does Jesus say? He says, there's one thing that you have not done. Go sell everything that you have, come and follow me. Did he do that? He did not. That's God logic. Many a times in the scripture, we see the blind, the crippled, the sinners, they are the first to respond to the word of God. They are the first to repent. The scribes, the Pharisees, the learned, the good people, they are the ones who exercise a hardness of heart. They do not repent. They are unwilling to have their minds and hearts be transformed by the truth of Christ. Finally, how, how can we testify to the truth? Is by embracing the truth with love, placing it above all things, and entering into the kingdom. Again, this truth that God sent his only son so that he can establish a relationship with us. Think about a lover coming, looking for a love coming, looking for its lover, right? Or the lover coming, looking for his love or her love. Um, this is what this, this is the love that God um, has for each one of us. So we may listen to all of this and kind of you know tell to ourselves, you know what, this kingdom, you know, is past. Like I cannot get there. This is, this is not possible. Or we can say, you know what, I mean, my time is over, you know? I can no longer do this, uh, it's just over. But what does today's readings, um, readings say? We hear in, in Prophet Daniel, he says, his dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not be taken away his kingship shall not be destroyed. So it's an everlasting kingdom. It is available right now, wherever you are, whatever place you are in your relationship with God, you can still enter the kingdom. And in Revelation today we hear Jesus say, I am the Alpha and the Omega. And that should be consoling. There's no other truth that is about Jesus Christ, nothing. So Jesus is inviting us today back home to something that is bigger beyond ourselves, what we can imagine. And that should be consoling. Yes, as we head towards this kingdom, it will be a struggle, it will be a challenge. Jesus says, carry your cross, follow me. 
But if you want to be a people who love, you want to be a people who give freely, who believe, who have purpose and meaning in their life, then we have to seek and abide in this truth. We got to think like God. So as we approach Advent, as we anticipate the coming of Christ, let us embrace this truth. Let us hear this good news and allow it to change our mind and our hearts.